Blog Talk Radio. Okay, today is Sunday, I mean, oops, Thursday, <laughs> Thanksgiving, and we're about to do accent tag based off the accent tag that's on uh, YouTube for everybody to share how they say certain words. I'll start out, and I have two other people who will be joining me and sharing what they will leave these words to spill. No. <laughs> okay, aunt. 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 Ruth. Roof. Ruth. Route. Root. Route. Oil. 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 Theater. 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 Iron. 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 Salmon. 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 Caramel. 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 Fire. 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 Water. 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 Sure. 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 Data. 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 Ruin. 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 Canyon. 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 New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Pecan. 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 Both. 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 Probably. 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 Spitting image. Spitting image. Spitting image. Liar. Lawyer. Lawyer. Alabama. 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 Coupon. 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 <laughs> May- mayonnaise. 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 Syrup. 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 Pajamas. 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 Cot. 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 Naturally. 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 Aluminum. 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 Envelope. 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 Emu. 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 Ew. <laughs> Voila. We are done. Join in and share how you say those words. Write them down like I did. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>
Um, I was able to finish the entire chapter of nine audio recording it, and I can I can begin from last week where Kafka was like my dog was like all like ridiculous that was live of him being ridiculous <laughs> so I can do um, the entire chapter with some breaks in there with some songs and stuff uh, um, and you'll have that and then there's just one chapter left and I've I've completed one portion of it I think that's going to be a five-parter right there it's very long on <laughs> that last part but um, before I get to any of those I'll play a couple songs and I'll also share with you um some of the like genealogy stuff that I learned about myself <laughs> from uh, Ancestry.com and from uh, GEDmatch. So I'll share those in just a few minutes. But um, let me give you a song. Um, the call in number is 858-815-2333. Once again, 858-815-2333. And yes, I had a nice a cool, calm, collected birthday. It's pretty awesome. So, yes, thank you all out there for your birthday wishes. Uh, they were much appreciated. <laughs> all right, wait, hold on. I will give you... Um, hmm. Hmm. I'll do um, Empress by Goyo Naranja, and I'll be right back with you. She shines like a little star. You know I'm a 
we're back. You're listening to Playtime with Sandra Radio, and I'm your hostess, Sandra London of livinggrind.com. You just heard Empress by Goyo Naranja, um, and at the very beginning of the show, at the top of the hour, you heard um, accent tag of myself and two of my friends uh, just reading a list of words, um, just how we would say them, like, naturally, I guess. Uh, um, which was from like a YouTube uh, like tag that they have different tags on there or different people that just want to, I don't know, see it regionally and like around the world how words are said um, in the Anglophone world anyways. But yeah, so there's that. And then there's the song Autopsy by Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And let's see. Without too much further ado, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm trying to remember exactly when I did the Ancestry.com thing, but I believe it was 2014 in the fall, I believe. Um, but yes, uh, let's see, the major ones were Cameroon slash Congo and Ivory Coast and Ghana, um, uh, smaller amounts of Senegal, and then there's East Asia, and then... Uh, Oh, it's pretty healthy sprinkling of Great Britain. I think it was 25, 29%. I'm not sure. I got to look back. And then uh, 1% each of like Europe, West, Italy, slash Greece, Ireland, and Scandinavia. 1% of each of those. And like 2 to 5% Finland, slash Northwest Russia. And I looked up like, okay, well, what, where would that be? Or what type of people would those be? That's kind of interesting. And Karelians is what I found which would be the closest, I suppose, to the group of people (laughs) that would inhabit that region that they're specifying right there. But, yeah. Um, What else? Okay, as far as, like, ooh, hold on. (laughs) Without being terribly specific, because, I don't know, (laughs) Um, privacy reasons for other people, they don't, I don't know that they want whatever, uh, um, <laughs> excuse me, um, <laughs> wait, where was I, um, yeah, uh, well, one person, um, it's, they came up, so I don't know, it was possible, <laughs> I'm related to Robert E. Lee, isn't that interesting, anyways, and some, um, Chestnut Ridge people, um, Chestnut Ridge, um, uh, would be a term for, I guess, their regional geographical location, they had been referred to at times um, as Melungeon, which, like, had had been a slur, could still continue to be considered so, but not necessarily. Uh, the term's been more embraced, like, as of late, um, the past few decades. And then a few uh, Baker Roll uh, Cherokee, of the Eastern Band of Cherokee Baker Roll people. Um, and... Uh, um, I have like 104 fourth cousins or closer <laughs> as far as DNA matches. Wow, wow, that. So that's pretty cool. Um, and let me see, I'll give you a song or two and either share with you the Jedmatch thing. That, now, Jedmatch is a separate website and it's where you can upload uh, the like the zip file that you receive from Ancestry. Um, unzipped, uh, upload it to their platform, and then they do their own little things with it, and then they can kind of tell you, like, ancient DNA strands <laughs> you have in you, um, the whole eye color thing, guessing what your eye color likely is, um, uh, and stuff like that, and they have just more than just one platform if you choose um, uh, with different different groups in Europe that are like looking for um, certain aspects of, I don't know, DNA or whatever, and different measurements, the way they go about doing that, and their population samples and all this. There's like quite a few of them, uh, different options to do that. But um, I don't know. I saved some of those on my computer, and I could probably pull it up quickly enough um, um, besides. So. But um, before I do that, let me give you a song. <laughs> so I call it number 858-815-2333. Once again, 858-815-2333. Um, and I'll be right back with you. 
here is <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. oh no, I don't know which one. Let's see. I uh, brain return to me. Huh. Okay.
And we're back. You're listening to Playtime with Sandra Radio, and I'm your hostess, Sandra London of livinggrind.com. Um, oh, yeah, one other ancestor. It's like one of the first families of Mississippi that came from, like, the Basque region of Spain. And that, that was kind of cool. So there's that one. And, all right, so for Jed Match, with the whole sending them the unzipped DNA file thing, like for the archaic DNA, they're they like chromosome by chromosome showing like like a list of, hold on, <laughs> a list of, I'm going to guess 20 or 30 different little areas, well, no, more than that, <laughs> areas, this is hard to explain, it's harder than I thought, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but anyways, in so doing, um, uh, looking up where the biggest segments are for me, <laughs> they were like BR2 Hungary. So anybody familiar with that as a name for a DNA type for archaic DNA? It's like 3.2 thousand years old. Um, that came up uh, with a lot of stuff. And then Ustishim, U-S-T-I-S-H-I-N-Siberia, 45,000 years ago. That one has a lot of like noise <laughs> and Clovis, Montana, twelve and a half thousand years ago. Uh, LBK Stuttgart, seven thousand years ago. All those show like yeah, like it's all. How can I describe it? Shaded like areas for each each chromosome, one by one. And these are the ones I like, where it's like almost coloring the whole thing. Um, I don't know what it means per se, <laughs> but. It's kind of interesting and cool, um, so, you know, there's a lot more I need to learn about uh, archaic <laughs> DNA, but it's interesting to know where to look more into, so I like that. I like that aspect. Um, and, wait, hold on, hold on. Let's see, maybe I'll do that after the play, the, the after I play the recording of Chapter 9, the last little blurb, eye color, <coughs> excuse me, eye color prediction um, that Jed Match does, and I think they were pretty darn accurate. I won't take that long to read, though, so I will save that towards the end and get you started on uh, Chapter 9, and so you'll hear in the first chapter, and then, I mean, sorry, Chapter 9, Part 1, and then um, Part 2, and then when you hear the headers, when they go, Part two of three, part three of, well, it actually changes a little bit because it ended up being four parts instead of three parts, so pay no mind that they're all in their proper formation. <laughs> so let me start it off. Un momento, let's see. <clears throat> okay, here you go. Strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Chapter 9, Dr. Lanyon's Narrative, written by Robert Louis Stevenson, audio performed by Sandra London of livinggrind.com. On the 9th of January, now four days ago, I received by the evening delivery a registered envelope addressed in the hand of my colleague and old school companion, Henry Jekyll. I was a good deal surprised by this, for we were by no means in the habit of correspondence. I had seen the man, dined with him, indeed, the night before, and I could imagine nothing in our intercourse that should justify formality of registration. The contents increased my wonder, for this is how the letter ran. 10th December, 18 something other. Dear Lanyon, you are one of my oldest friends, and although we may have differed at times on scientific questions, I cannot remember, at least on my side, any break in our affection. There was never a day when if you had said to me, Jekyll, my life, my honor, my reason depend upon you. 
I would not have sacrificed my left hand to help you. Lanyon, my life, my honor, my reason are all at your mercy. If you fail me tonight, I am lost. You might suppose, after this preface, that I'm going to ask you for something dishonorable to grant. Judge for yourself. I want you to postpone all other engagements for tonight. I, even if you're summoned to the bedside of an emperor. So take a cab, unless your carriage should be actually at the door. And with this letter in your hand for consultation, to drive straight to my house. Poole, my butler, has his orders. You will find him waiting your arrival with the locksmith. The door of my cabinet is then to be forced, and you are to go in alone to open the glazed press, letter E, on the left hand, breaking the lock if it be shut, and to draw out, with all its contents as they stand, the fourth drawer from the top, or, which is the same thing, the third from the bottom. In my extreme distress of mind, I have a morbid fear of misdirecting you. But even if I am in error, you may know the right drawer by its contents. Some powders, a file, and a paper book. In this drawer, I beg of you to carry back with you to Cavendish Square exactly as it stands. And that is the first part of the service. Now for the second. You should be back if you set out at once on the receipt of this long before midnight, but I will leave you that amount of margin, not only in the fear of one of those obstacles that can neither be prevented nor foreseen, but uh, because an hour when your servants are in bed is to be preferred for what will then remain to do, at midnight, then, I, I have to ask you to be alone in your consulting room, to admit with your own hand into the house a man who will present himself in my name, and to place in his hand the drawer that you will have brought with you from my cabinet. Then you will have played your part and earned my gratitude completely. Five minutes afterwards, if you insist upon an explanation, you will have understood that these arrangements are of capital importance, and that, by the neglect of one of them, fantastic as they must appear, you might have charged your conscience with my death or the shipwreck of my reason. Confident as I am that you will not trifle with this appeal, my heart sinks and my hand trembles at the bare thought of such a possibility. Think of me at this hour in a strange place, laboring under a blackness of distress that no fancy can exaggerate, and yet well aware that, if you will but punctually serve me, my troubles will roll away like a story that is told. Serve me, my dear. Lanyon, and save your friend, H.J. P.S. I had already sealed this up when a fresh terror struck upon my soul. It is possible that the post office may fail me, and this letter not come into your hands until tomorrow morning. In that case, De Lanyon, do my errand when it shall be most convenient for you in the course of the day and once more expect my messenger at midnight. It may then already be too late. And if that night passes without event, you will know that you have seen the last of Henry Jekyll. Strange case of 
Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, written by Robert Louis Stevenson. Chapter 9, Dr. Lanyon's Narrative, Part 2 of 3. Audio performed by Sandra London of livinggrind.com and Playtime with Sandra Radio. Upon the reading of this letter, I made sure my colleague was insane. But till that was proved beyond the possibility of doubt, I felt bound to do as he requested. The less I understood of this falago, the less I was in a position to judge of its importance. And an appeal so worded could not be set aside without a grave responsibility. I rose accordingly from table, got into a hansom, and drove straight to Jekyll's house. The butler was awaiting my arrival. He had received by the same post as mine a registered letter of instruction, and had sent at once for a locksmith and a carpenter. The tradesmen came while we were yet speaking, and we moved in a body to old Dr. Denman's surgical theatre, from which, as you are doubtless aware, Jekyll's private cabinet is most conveniently entered. The door was very strong, the lock excellent. The carpenter avowed he would have great trouble and have to do much damage if force were to be used and the locksmith was near despair. But this last was a handy fellow, and after two hours' work, the door stood open. The press, marked E, was unlocked, and they took out the drawer, had it filled up with straw, and tied in a sheet, and returned with it to Cavendish Square. Here, I proceeded to examine its contents. The powders were neatly enough made up, but not with the nicety of the dispensing chemist, so that it was plain they were of Jekyll's private manufacture. And when I opened one of the wrappers, I found what seemed to me a simple crystalline salt of a white color, the file to which I next turned my attention, might have been about half full of a blood-red liquor, which was highly pungent to the sense of smell, and seemed to me to contain phosphorus and some volatile ether. At the other ingredients, I could make no guess. The book was an ordinary version book, and contained little but a series of dates. These covered a period of many years, but I observed that the entry ceased nearly a year ago, and quite abruptly. Here and there, a brief remark was appended to a date, usually no more than a single word. Double, occurring perhaps six times, and a total of several hundred entries and once very early in the list, and followed by several marks of exclamation, total failure. All this, though it whetted my curiosity, told me little that was definite. Here were a file of some sort, and the record of a series of experiments that had led, like too many of Jekyll's investigations, to no end of practical usefulness. How could the presence of these articles in my house affect either the honor, the sanity, or the life of my flighty colleague? If his messenger could go to one place, why could he not go to another? And even granting some impediment, why was this gentleman to be received by me in secret? The more I reflected, the more convinced I grew that I was dealing with a case of cerebral disease. And though I dismissed my servants to bed, I loaded an old revolver 
that I might be found in some posture of self-defense. Twelve o'clock had guests rung out over London. Uh, the knocker sounded very gently on the door. I went myself at the summons and found a small man crouching against the pillars of the portico. Are you come from Dr. Jekyll? I asked. fabric 
were enormously too large for him in every measurement. The trousers hanging on his legs and rolled up to keep them from the ground. The waist of the coat below his haunches and the collar sprawling wide upon his shoulders. Strange to relate, this ludicrous accoutrement was far from moving me to laughter. Rather, as there was something abnormal and misbegotten in the very essence of the creature that now faced me, something seizing, surprising, revolting. This fresh disparity seemed but to fit in with and to reinforce it, so that to my interest in the man's nature and character, there was added a curiosity as to his origin, his life, his fortune, and status in the world. These observations, though, they have taken so great a space to be set down in, were yet the work of a few seconds. My visitor was, indeed, on fire with somber excitement. Have you got it? he cried. Have you got it? And so lively was his impatience that he even laid his hand upon my arm and sought to shake me. I put him back, conscious at his touch of a certain icy pang along my blood. Come, sir, said I, you forget that I have not yet the pleasure of your acquaintance. Be seated, if you please. And I showed him an example and sat down myself in my customary seat and with a spare and imitation of my ordinary manner to a patient as the lateness of the hour, the nature of my preoccupations and the horror I had of my visitor would suffer me to muster. I beg your pardon, Dr. Lanyon, he replied, <coughs> civilly enough. What you say is very well founded, and my impatience has shown its heels to my politeness. I come here at the instance of your colleague, Dr. Henry Jekyll, on a piece of business of some moment, and I understood... He paused and put his hand to his throat, and I could see, in spite of his collected manner, that he was wrestling against the approaches of the hysteria. I understood a drawer. But here I took pity on my visitor's suspense and some, perhaps, on my own growing curiosity. There it is, sir, said I, pointing to the drawer where it lay on the floor behind the table and still covered with a sheet. I sprang to it and then paused and laid his hand upon his heart. I could hear his teeth grate with the convulsive action of his jaws, and his face was so ghastly to see that I grew alarmed, both for his life and reason. Compose yourself, said I. Dame luz más Yo quisiera conocer tu beso Acariciar tu pelo si me dejaran Me vuelves loco más Y dice, y dice Si supiera lo que por ti siento Mi amor por dentro te prometo más No te arrepentirás No, no Porque 
me siento así Tu forma de hablar de camina me vuelve crazy Cuando te miro tú me miras en tu energía Pero mis fans dicen que yo no estoy en tu liga Pero te juro que te voy a llevar Conmigo hasta la nube Tú tienes algo en el muy especial Que mi corazón consume Porque antes de conocerte
uh, change. He seemed to swell, his face became suddenly black, and the features seemed to melt and alter. And the next moment, I sprung to my feet and leaped back against the wall, my arms raised to shield me from that prodigy. My mind submerged in terror. Oh, God! I screamed. And, oh, God! Again and again. For there, before my eyes, pale and shaken and half-fainting and groping before him with his hands, like a man restored from death, there stood Henry Jekyll. What he told me the next hour, I cannot bring my mind set on paper. I saw what I saw. I heard what I heard, and my soul sickened at it. And yet, now, when that sight has faded from my eyes, I ask myself if I believe it, and I cannot answer. My life is shaken to its roots. Sleep has left me. The deadliest terror sits by me at all hours of the day and night, and I feel that my days are numbered, and that I must die. And yet, I shall die incredulous. As for the moral turpitude that man unveiled to me, even with tears of penitence, I cannot, even in memory, dwell on it without the start of horror. I will say but one thing, Utterson, and that, if you can bring your mind to credit it, will be more than enough. The creature who crept into my house that night was, on Jekyll's own confession, known by the name of Hyde and haunted for in every corner of the land as the murderer of Carew. Hasty Lanyon. They got straight to the point and moved me to the floor. Down from the top to the second floor. They called in a specialist named Jonathan Wright. Beat if he couldn't do it, I'd be pulled out of sight. Let's bring it back to life. What you threw away will win first prize. Little touch here, little Frank
best brought out in the light. It's the best brought out in the light. Now that's better, baby. Why don't we sing a song to help pass the time? Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Merrily, 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 life is down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Hello, all you sexy naked girls radio listeners. Have yourself a naked day and make it a naughty night with me, Sandra London, on Playtime with Sandra every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Central, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.